Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessier of WrestleZone.com, joined by Robert D. Fleece to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Robert, how you doing tonight? I, Colin, I am doing good. And as they say, no man is ever truly good, nor is a man ever truly evil. We are we are sitting here moments after the return of one Alistair Black, and he targeted a stra- I won't say strange victim, Unexpected. but not the guy I was thinking he'd go for. So yeah. this is pretty cool. Uh, I I got so excited. Like I, you know, we we do this for work, and it takes a lot to get me to like really really pop and be like, oh my gosh, that just happened. I, you know. Uh, and even it's, yeah, it's not like a Brock Lesnar level thing, but like this was still really exciting. It was fun and and new and unexpected. But we'll, we'll talk about it. I want to give it all away here before we just before we get started. I just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at Rust Zone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, or at SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. Chances are we've got you covered. So leave a like, subscribe. So Robert, Alistair Black is back, and you know what they say: once you go black, you can never go back. No, you can't. <laughs> and I think he, uh, you know, we're going to have to see how that turns out for him. He chose to go after former Intercontinental Champion Big E. The question is, is Big E going to let him come back for this? Or is this just a stepping stone on Big E's road to an a World Heavyweight Championship rather than just Intercontinental Championship? Listen... We, I, the one thing I already don't like about this is these are two guys that need those wins and they're constantly yep. putting people up with two dudes that clash and they need to win. I, I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Um, Robert, I got some flack on Monday and I think maybe even on the, on the NXT show for not being positive enough. I'm trying to be positive. I, I black came out and I was like, all right, cool. I've been wanting to see this guy for months. I, I've been hoping. I don't. I have not known what the what the you know daddy issue promos are all about. I, I haven't known where that's going. Uh, didn't know when we'd even see something like this. I thought we'd have to wait a while. That we'd just see a couple more weeks of this. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. Tonight, boom, out, out came Alistair Black. They had the, the the shining light, and I was generally like on the edge of my seat, like not sure what was going to happen. And then Alistair Black came out. Uh, like you said, Biggie, unexpected. I will say, trying to be positive, but this is basically what happened with Aleister Black's uh, when he turned heel last year and he feuded with Kevin Owens. They're they're both very much in a place where they both needed to win. Uh, They're both guys that you kind of want to build up, and neither one can really afford that loss. Uh, And that's very much the case here. Biggie's been kind of floating, you know, around on SmackDown since he lost the title, and obviously Aleister was off TV for months. So you would think you bring him back if you got he's got this new character, uh, you know you would want to give him the win here, to, and if not just one win, a, a couple wins to really build him up like that. So Biggie is a surprising choice in that sense. Robert, you and I have been talking about it for months. I've been saying they've got to push Biggie like to the moon here. They got to like really you know strap a rocket to this guy. And I've been Robert. I I was sitting here in January saying this guy can main event WrestleMania. Then I was saying this guy could WrestleMania uh, main event SummerSlam, and now. It's, it's May, and he's entering this feud that he very well might lose with Paul, uh, with Alistair Black. And, you know, yeah, that'd be great for Alistair, but and unfortunately, that's just the nature of the business. And sometimes, with the way that these things happen, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose, and there are ways that you can book it uh, that's mutually beneficial. But a situation like this, 
one of these guys is probably going to come out the worst for it. Um, that, that's I think worry. I'll spoil this right now. I think it'll be black. I you think, think so? Big E is so much money that even if they put Aleister Black over, the one time that they put Big E over will be so dominant that we'll forget that Black ever had a win. Yeah. You know, I... Like, it's true. I couldn't help but think tonight, like we get, we saw uh, this promo from uh, Alistair earl- earlier in the night, and you know, I just had this thought: like they didn't really get it right with the Fiend and Bray Wyatt. Uh, by and large, a lot of these like dark and edgy characters don't tend to really like make it. Like right, a lot of the time, they tend to be like you know, uh, complimentary pieces, guys that are used to you know help the babyface get over or whatever. And there are exceptions, obviously. The Fiend was great for a while, but now we're sitting here, and you know, we all know we all know how that turned out. So. You know, maybe this could be just a vehicle for Biggie's push, and that's what Nestor Curse is saying. Biggie deserves a push. Let him face Roman. Maybe this is how Robert and I talked WrestleMania time. Biggie needed something to kind of get him to that next level. So if this feud is done well, this could be that. You know, if Alistair is built up well, if you know Biggie does get a good one like that, or if not wins, um, th- that could be the case. And uh, if that's if that if that's the way it goes, I'll be it'll be a bittersweet day because uh, that'll be very good for Biggie, but obviously not so good for Alistair Black. Uh, I am excited though. I do want to emphasize I I got real excited when Alistair came out. I I just lost my my skepticism for a minute. I was like, this is cool. I've been wanting something for this guy for months now, and I was finally able to see that. So I, I was very excited for that. Um, yeah. I that. So. I agree with you. I I will say that, again, we've seen a lot of releases lately. At one point, Black could have easily been one of those names. For sure. So it's always cool to see somebody not only keep their job, but get an opportunity to shine at a different level. I do want to address this comment from DJ Cassier that says, why would they put Aleister Black with Apollo? He's not with Apollo. He helped him win by proxy of targeting Biggie Langston, who I assume now I assume that they're going to go with, oh, you're a false prophet. These these people like you. Listen, if we can get Preacher Big E cutting promos on the cult master, Aleister Black, I'll enjoy the mic work. Ultimately, I do think this will be one pay-per-view match, a couple of SmackDown matches, and I think these both of these men will be in uh, Money in the Bank. With potentially yeah. one of them winning it, but I can, see it. I, I can see this being a good rivalry that I didn't see coming. Yeah, I I I think it could be great. There, there's just a lot of potential pitfalls. Um, really, kind of every step of the way, whether it's the way that they book Aleister Black in this, whether it's the way that I I, I guess I would agree with you that this is probably like going to be you know used for Biggie's benefit ultimately. Uh, I like this comment from a friend of Nando saying he feels like WWE declaws edgy characters, uh, but he's still being hopeful. And that's what I would say very much. Like, well, the, the thing is that they want to be Disney. And I think that they're stuck on the idea that like, uh, you know, Hades can be a villain, but he can also be sitting next to uh, Jasmine at the house of mouse. I don't know. I don't know why that analogy specifically came to mind, but that's what they kind of do. It's like, oh, you're, you're a villain, but not really, because we all got to go and plug these uh, these charities here. So you can't 
really be a bad guy. Fair enough. Um, just to clarify, you, you explained it a little bit, but yeah, Alistair attacked Biggie seemingly to pick a fight with him to go off of his gimmick from you know the past. You know, he has some issue with Biggie for some reason that Biggie represents whatever he's trying to fight. You know, he's talking about these sins and these things and whatnot. I do not think he's aligned with Apollo. I don't think he's even trying to help Apollo. It was more of a action and consequence, not a, even an intentional, um, you know, course of action like that. I do like the idea. Now we're seeing this. I mean, I, I, it skipped my mind in the moment. All the speculation about Zelina Vega coming back. Stephen Chambers saying Black needs a manager. Bring back Zelina Vega. And there's been a lot of speculation that you know WWE is going back on touring. We'll talk uh, back on the road. We'll talk about that. Uh, Zelina Vega reportedly coming back. Put her on SmackDown to keep her with Alistair Black. We see that happen fairly you know often. Uh, and that that makes sense. You know, a lot of people have been somewhat critical of Alistair Black's you know daddy issue promos maybe Zelina could come in and be the quote-unquote mouthpiece and help in that aspect because obviously the, the in-ring top-notch the the presentation great but there might be something potentially that could be even better than it has been or if you want to say that you know that's something that needs to be improved whichever way you feel about it um there might be something to that and it just remains to be seen what the plan is for Zelina Vega but that is a possibility you know I, I do think that could happen and I, so, I'd be excited. So Zelina Vega, the only thing that we've heard is that there was some kind of filming of her walking into the PC with Simone Johnson. I don't think that she gets put on TV with Aleister Black, and I'll explain why very quickly. Black told Sports Kita like less than a year, like right before she got fired, I don't want to be put on TV with her. The characters have nothing in common. The people have everything in common. That's why we're married, but the characters have nothing in common. Right. So I think that that still applies here. I don't think Black needs a manager. I think the promo work is fine. It's just different. And I whatever Vega does, I think will be more towards NXT. And who really knows how serious the travel is going to be? Like, is it going to be back to where it's like, oh, we're never home again? So, hey, let's pair all the couples up because I'm not going to be away from my partner, especially after all this time of not. You know, like makes sense. Who who knows? We'll yeah, that's we'll definitely see how it goes dynamic. in uh, July. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense uh, that their characters in the past didn't have a lot in common, but maybe now. Uh, Alistair has this new character, which granted isn't all too different than what he was doing as a heel last time that we saw him. Uh, but you, you, well, he's there, reading books now. Well, yeah, and he's talking about his dad. Uh, but there is there you is keep the harping on the dad thing. Is that like really all you're getting out of these promos? It's just, pretty much. Robert, I have daddy it, issues. It really, it really is. It really is. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there, there's dad. That there's their dad issues. They're dragons, and there's some talk about sins and and corruption and stuff like that. I, I. That's the gist I'm getting, and you know, shame on me for not, you know, getting more from it. But maybe one of these days I'll go back and like rewatch them and really try and uh, analyze what he's trying to say here. Um, you know, I that's that is what I'm getting from it, though. Like, that's been the th I'll say that's the theme. These are the themes, right? Dad, right. dragon. Well, the, tonight we saw you had like dragon eyes at the end of the promo. I got Robert. Do, do you know? Um, what is it? Uh, not Hannibal, but uh, like Red, not Red Dragon, something like that. Like there's this series where it's like this idea about Red someone being Adam. like 
Red Dawn came to mind, but that's not it. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, I'm I'm blank on this the actual name, but I got there. I think they're going for something where they're like this inner monster, something like that. I don't know. That's I'm hopeful that like now that we we're getting him, you know, on screen, he's got this supposedly a feud of Biggie that we're gonna move past these, you know, vague, you know, I can actually see be able to tell what he's saying, you know, when you when you're left to your own devices trying to figure out what he's talking about. You know, and I maybe that's intentional where it is a little a little vague like that. But we'll wait and see. Right. Next week, I would assume we'll see a little more development here. Why he chose Biggie, what Biggie thinks about it. Um, I'm very maybe Biggie is the one with the daddy issues. Maybe he's been just, you know, telling Biggie's story. Maybe. Uh, maybe listen, I, hey. I don't know. As long as we get like some serious preacher Biggie uh, voice throughout this, I that's all I want. Yes, and that's that's what we that's what we've needed. And you know, I've I've been waiting and waiting, waiting for for Biggie to really have this like legitimate solo run. We he got the IC title win, which was great. Uh, had a pretty good run with it. And then since WrestleMania, it's kind of sputtered a little bit. This feud could really help him uh, kind of get back on track like that. Um, but Michael Ken really, really, really liked this episode. And the comments are saying this is the best Thunderdome era episode, and maybe of SmackDown, if not overall. Also saying this is an epic show, the best wrestling show. I mean, I love SmackDown. I'm sitting there. It's nine o'clock. The first hour flew by, you know. And for me, I cover all every week. I rarely ever say that. So you know, and yes, SmackDown has benefits. It's shorter, whatever. But SmackDown's great. And I, you know, I this great ending. I got, I got excited. We've got more stuff with the the Usos and Roman Reigns here. And I will say I was surprised we did not get more. I don't know. I we I've we've been conditioned to expect like some big angle at the end of the show with Roman or the Usos, and instead it was more of like a. Now they got five weeks, buddy. They're gonna wait and for two weeks so that we can just rush everything. Yeah, and I I I respect that they got. I wouldn't be against Roman skipping on a cell. But the story is there. Do Hell in a Cell with Jimmy and like, rec- you know, wa- wa- run it back when they, what they did last year. They, that is a that would story. be wild if both the Usos get a pay per view championship match because when Jay got it, right now. when on. Jay got it, he it seemed like the most wild thing ever. It's very possible, but then what do you do after he beats up the other one? Yeah. Are they just like, does he really have to beat these poor boys into submission? And then they're just like, oh, okay, we get it. Sorry, you kicked our ass. You know, like I think that's where uh, we're going, or you know, eventually. Uh, you know, we did see mob boss Roman Reigns tonight. He whispered in Jimmy's ear after he hugged, like pulled him for a hug, and I read that to mean like, oh, he's telling uh Jimmy uh, Jay to turn on Jimmy next week. They they announced that the Usos will face the Street Profits. That's the first time they'll uh, they'll be in a tag team match together since March 2020. Uh, Jimmy, of course, was on the shelf for pretty much a year, over a year, really, uh, with a knee injury, suffered from WrestleMania 36. Uh, finally, now he's back, and now he's going to be in this tag team match. Jimmy uh, approached Jay about it. Jay was not on board, but he told Roman, and then Roman told Jay something. And again, I'm assuming that means that he told him, like, hey, this isn't cool. You got, got to teach Jimmy a lesson. And I, I keep reading the this, this situation, like, where we are heading for Roman and Jimmy, and I don't know how they'd necessarily draw that out all the way by skipping hell in a cell um i don't know if, if there's if it has that much likes to it without even getting to that first chapter of it right i don't know maybe, how you get from here to money in the bank without that but maybe you just maybe you just either run the jimmy match now or 
maybe don't do it. I kind of assumed that Jimmy would have fallen in line. He did get his ass kicked in Hell in a Cell six months ago. Like, it happened already. He doesn't need to go through it again. But he had six months to sit on that, right? Well, if he's stubborn, I guess he's going to have to run it back. But, you know, if I was him, I wouldn't want to face that ass whooping again. I mean, there's a lot. I think that's fair. But at the same time, he's been supposedly sitting at home watching what Roman's doing, watching his brother be like subservient to this guy. And there's that family dynamic where it's like, hey, this is this is our cousin. Like, he's not some. You know they know him as Roman, like he's not the tribal chief, he's like he's still Roman. So I could see the logic there where it's like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my part to like knock this guy down a peg. So I I just feel like that's the best way to go here, and at least for like a one-off. And I, I don't again, I don't I don't really see how that would get uh drawn out all the way to money in the bank, let alone SummerSlam. And I I don't think that'd be the SummerSlam match. Um the I, SummerSlam I think- match at this point in Las Vegas with fans should be should it should be goldberg I, I, nobody wants to hear that and i don't even <laughs> want to think that the words came out of my mouth and i felt dirty saying it but realistically it should be bill goldberg go i broman should kick his ass six ways to sunday but they should have the match uh I mean, realistically, for SummerSlam, that's probably the most realistic big money match on the SmackDown side of things. Uh, it's one comment saying John Cena, doubt it. You know what? That's a good one. Well, first they would they would do that for WrestleMania, hundred percent. Does it? Does it matter? Yes, this, it does. This is, but this is WrestleMania. This is your. We got people at this point. The mere sight of people means everything should feel like WrestleMania. So you're saying Money in the Bank should feel like WrestleMania? I'm saying the SmackDown on July 16th <laughs> from Houston, Texas should, should be WrestleMania. Fair enough. I just, I don't see it. I, I I could see Goldberg if they want to go that way, as we know that Vince McMahon likes to. Uh, Goldberg would make sense for SummerSlam, maybe. I mean, here's something. Maybe they do. <clears throat> they could do John Cena next WrestleMania if we're getting really crazy with this, and then do yeah. The Rock the year after that. Realistically, I think Texas can hold more people. Even though, yeah, the Hollywood makes sense for The Rock. Texas can hold more people. Book The Rock in Texas and sell those hundred thousand seats. <sighs> I agree with Nestor saying Nestor Curtis saying that Goldberg is not needed here. But we just we know Listen, I didn't say he was needed. I no, said right, it's what right. they should do because it would make money. money. If it's not yeah. making dollars, it's not making sense. And damn it, this company is start making sense. They've made enough dollars. I need the sense. We need that. We need the logic here. We need we need those sense desperately. Uh and now people are just wondering like Goldberg versus this X, Y, and Z. Uh, Michael Kent wondering about Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. I don't also rather... a match I would accept. It's not, listen, I'm not like a Bill Goldberg fanboy. <laughs> I don't really care for the guy, but he does draw money. I just want to see a match that feels like, oh, shit, I don't know who can win. You know, well, give me Lashley and Lesnar, first of all, because that's the match yeah. that should have happened. Like, how long has Lashley been back now? Three years? It should have been three yeah. years ago at SummerSlam. It should have been Lashley, Lesnar for the Universal title. Like, I, I'm ready for that match. Roman needs an opponent. 
I don't know where Edge is. He nope. disappeared. Like he fell off the face of the earth. Um, I could see them doing that for SummerSlam, maybe. Roman Edge. Yeah. Just say I never got the match. I yeah. Boom. I'd be all right with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I see that as more realistic than doing Rock and Roman at SummerSlam, though that's possible. I, I, I imagine they're going to want to make SummerSlam a big show, a very big show. Uh, they can't get the big show. He's gone. <laughs> Good one. Good. Um, I, I think like there's they're going to like kind of hold back some of the cards here. You know, they I could I see. Brock Lesnar and Bobby is a possible Bobby Lashley is a possibility for SummerSlam, but matches like that, I really do think they're going to try and hold off WrestleMania next year if they can. Maybe Survivor Series. You know, I don't think they're going to want to you know spend all these big matches right away because then what? You know, I I don't know. It's it's an exciting time though. Like all these things are seemingly on the table, whether they're remotely realistic or not. It's fun to just say like, oh, they could do this, they could do that. Um, it's and you know, like, but Brock Lesnar might come back because the fans are coming back and all these things. John, you know, Goldberg here, he was in the Thunderdome, he, he was at uh, at Royal Rumble. Rumble, so you know, and I think he's got one more match on his contract this year, so they could do one of the pay per views this year. So, all these things, you know, whether I like, like you said, Robert, I'm not a Goldberg fan, I but I could see the, the financial lure to do that. The appeal of William Goldberg makes sense. Yes, you know, so, and I think listen, the match was supposed to happen last year at WrestleMania. It was booked, it was signed, they stood face to face. Uh, he's called Roman out since it just hasn't made sense. In fact, he called Roman out and then just decided he was going to show up at Raw and be like, Hey, Drew, you don't respect people. It didn't make any sense, but they did it. Yeah, uh. Herman yeah. Takara says Tony Khan will sign Goldberg to AEW. No, no, Goldberg <laughs> is signed. I I'd like to know if they can call SummerSlam uh, SummerSlam colon double or nothing, but I, I'm sure there'd be a lawsuit. <laughs> like, big time. I mean, hey, if, they, if the day ever comes, there'd be something interesting about seeing Goldberg on TNT again, and you know now this deal with TBS. There's something cool about that, but no, Goldberg is locked down, and I don't see him going anywhere. But Brock Lesnar does feel realistic, so I would expect to see him back sooner or later, whenever that might be. But let's let's get back to SmackDown. Now. Let's talk about let's talk about the here and now. We talked we opened the show this week uh, with a, a champions parade. It's Sonya Deville is in the ring, uh, you know, honoring all the champions, and she noted that Adam Pearce was scouting locations for WWE's return uh, to the to touring this summer. Yeah, he is. True, true or not, but uh, well, no, that, he literally said that's what he's doing. He said it on Twitter. I suggested Florida. People didn't seem to think that was a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I like the logical reasoning for Adam Pierce not being there. I like Sonia in this role. I think we were robbed of her as a competitor, but I like her yeah. in this role. Yeah, and I, I have to imagine maybe she'll come back uh, to the ring at some point, but she is doing great in this role. I, I liked honoring the champions like this made him feel more important. Uh, and then Bailey attacked Bianca Belair, called her a cheater, called her, you know, whatever. Uh, continuing that feud, and then she she confronted ba uh, Belair and then kind of distracted her. Natalia and Tamina were on stage. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler attacked Belair while she was distracted. Naturally, six women tag team match. This is this a lot of fun, a very solid uh, tag team match to start the show. But Robert, the jokes about WrestleMania uh, backlash leading into WrestleMania backlash backlash are very much a thing. 
because a lot of the feuds still going on where we just keep i was really hopeful that we would get some some more some more fresh direction than we've gotten we've got alistair black and biggie great and we're getting you know more stuff with, with jimmy osa here good but the 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 bulk of things here just keep get they're regurgitated we're getting more of cesaro and seth rollins we talked about that now we're getting potentially more of bailey and bianca belair and on monday they announced for raw this week we're going to get another match with natalia tamina defending against Shayna baszler and uh and nia Jax. so that's just man like again we're in this we're in a bit of a lull i feel i, I did said you say they're gonna do that on raw yeah <sighs> Okay, so I've I've established this. The doll is winning the tag team titles. Uh, I hear that uh, some other former writers are jumping on that bandwagon now. And listen, I it's not a good idea, but they don't care about the tag belts, so just get it over with. I don't want to see uh, Natty and Tamina against Shayna and Nia again for a while. Agreed. Ever. Yeah, like they did this too much. I mean, yeah, the, I don't even know the number off the top of my head, but these teams or the, some permutation of these it's been teams, at least like six yeah. times that they've been opposite each other since WrestleMania. It's ridiculous. Like it's, it's time to stop. The problem is we talked about it before, but there is a, a pretty severe lack of tag teams in the women's division here. So there's only what, like eight women total on SmackDown right now. That's another problem uh, with that. That 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 that's the thing that's like why this is happening, and I, I understand that. Um, but man, like I I'm hopeful. If that... only there was like an iconic duo <laughs> that we could call on. I, I've been beating this drum a lot because people, I, I keep doing these podcasts, Colin, and people keep going, "Oh well, there's not a lot of this," and then I go, "Oh wait, but there was," and you let them go. Like I. I I don't understand why have the belts if you're not going to utilize tag teams. Yes, I'm glad Tamina got a belt. If you watch that uh, YouTube video, it's very touching to see everybody like cheering for Tamina. Would have been more touching to see an audience cheering for Tamina at WrestleMania. That's okay, you know. Like I, I just don't understand why. Why do this if you don't have a direction for the belts outside of hey, let's put Shana and I together. Hey, let's do uh, Natty and Tamina. I, it just and before that, run back the same yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah, it, it is. I I really hope you no know, Monday this will be it, right? Jackson Baszler one more time. Maybe they'll break up after they lose. Maybe they'll they'll return on each other Monday. That'd be great. That would make my night. Um, because I I've been saying it for months now. It's time to stop. It's time time to, to stop this. Um. I said it leading into WrestleMania Backlash. I have been hoping that, you know, that that pay-per-view would be this kind of jumping off point for, for fresh things. That hasn't really been the case as much as I would have hoped. But, you know, with live fans turning for Money in the Bank, I'm hopeful that after uh, Hell in a Cell in June, they're going to really kind of step into high gear and really kind of ramp it up here. And maybe that's too optimistic, but I, I am hopeful. I will say I, I am hopeful about that. Uh, but I'm and I, I entirely agree about the iconics. Like that remains quite confusing. And the other releases as well. There were definitely uh, great ways to use any number of the people that got released, and they just didn't do it because they had no plans for them. And that's just right. the cookie crumbles. So it's unfortunate. Hopefully, it'll get better. Um, one thing I, I do want to uh, be positive about 
we got something alice black was was unexpected tonight and that seems like it might be a, a better sweet thing because i'm a little worried how, how that might go but we got an, an unexpected uh smackdown debut tonight rick booge or also known Boogs. as eric Bo bugenhagen i don't even know how to pronounce it uh rick Rick Boogs, formerly known as Eric Bugenhagen. Yeah. The, also, known, also known as the Night Panther. As the, the also known as Joe Panther. Average. Love I it. mean, like... Two-time 24-7 champion, Robert. Has this been a, a busy, busy boy. But he's also the air guitar master of NXT. And apparently, he's a real guitar master because he came out with Nakamura. And I like this. It's completely random. But screw it. You know, I, I like it. I like it, man. Like, I okay. I'm I'm gonna contradict myself because I knocked the zombies of backlash to to the under the earth. But you know, this was different. It was unexpected. It wasn't bad. I liked it. Right. It was something like I'm I, I'm I'm gonna. I didn't. I like my reaction was even negative. I was like, all right, you know, this is something different. I'm on board. Uh, you bring in somebody new. You know, somebody that's been working there in the in the PC slash NXT for quite a while. It's been featured. They obviously they see something in him enough to have him be in these twenty four seven skits on the road to WrestleMania. So, I mean, I'm hopeful. I like it. Uh, definitely a lot of Elias comparisons, as Stephen Chambers is saying. Uh, okay, but can we not do this? Like, let the man be himself. Yes, they both have guitars. It'll be great. Come Survivor Series, they can do a battle of the bands on the battle of the brands. It'll be just a wonderful thing. But uh, Rick Boogs is so much more charismatic than Elias. Elias is good as like an actual musician, but Boogs is so much fun. Yeah, I like this is the first time I'd seen him as like Rick Boogs, uh, not the the twenty four seven guy. Not the I briefly saw him in NXT here and there, but for a debut for your first time on like the main show here, I thought that he did a great job. Uh, the the like perfect uh, theme song for the, for that gimmick you have shinsuke nakamura that that theme song is great i love it um so that made sense in, uh, in that level and now king corbin or as i should say baron corbin still doesn't have his crown so we very well might might make i mean at the very least shinsuke still has the crown we said it last week maybe they'll bring back king of the ring uh later this year i would like to see that um but you know i'm glad i was i was very worried for a second they would just do another, you know, Barry Colburn would win, get the crown back, and then be 50 50, and there'd be no progress at all. But now, uh, Nakamura, you know, at least is winning this storyline. Now he's got supposedly this partnership with Rick Boogs. So suddenly he's got some, some, some new life on SmackDown. And maybe, maybe this is the end of King Corbin. What, what would you think of that, Robert? I would love the end of King Corbin. I think he has leaned on the King gimmick too much. I've always thought Corbin was actually a really big main event player. If he could find the right uh, gimmick. And I thought his lone wolf stuff was some of his best. I think they need to tap into the genuine badass that this guy is, as opposed to being the character that they want him to be. Yeah. And that character is a guy that, I think they purposefully try to present it as like a guy that has like X-Pac heat. Uh, suppose, like, it's supposed to be like this really annoying guy, like, you know, heel that you're supposed to really, I guess, love to hate. Or not, no, not even that. They they're like they genuinely hate. I don't even know what, what they're really going for. But no, they, I th I've thought that too, that he he's come a really long way as an in-ring in -ring worker. Um, and I think, you know, 
the the king gimmick definitely overstayed its welcome so i would like to see something different for him whatever that may be uh hey for nakamura if he keeps the crown if, if we get king nakamura nakamura the crown looks pretty good i gotta say yeah he's been rocking it in like social media uh vignettes with doing things in everyday life um that's pretty fun you know i like that um something that I, I did not like robert yet again more of seth rollins and uh, cesaro here uh just there's so much just you know recycling and not, not even like recycling just like doing the same things and we saw seth rollins attack cesaro um at the end of WrestleMania backlash cesaro came out arm in a cast because 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 of that attack uh he confronted roman reigns and he said hey I may have one arm, but I'm going to fight you. I'll fight you if I have no arms. I thought that was a, I thought that was a good line. Uh, and then Roman kind of laughed at him. How and can Seth you upcut somebody with no Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> then Seth Rollins attacked him again. Uh, beat him. Beat the daylights out of him. I, I, I said it on Sunday. This guy, uh, Cesaro, is getting the Aleister Black uh, June 2020 treatment of getting just beaten the stuffing out of with no end in sight. Uh, and now it's, it's, I took this to mean he's getting written off. He got stomped on the ramp. Yeah, I think he might yeah. actually be hurt. That's the way I took it. Something or uh, either a, an actual injury or that they want to give him time off or something. Um, you know, and that, that, if he is hurt, like if it actually is an injury, that's, that's very unfortunate because uh, it looked like he was really you know, gearing up for this. Even like we talked about it leading into the pay-per-view. If not, you know, a, a world title run, a, a mid-card title run, you know, he's doing really good work. Um but you know, I, I this he got he carted off on a stretcher, you know, and you know that was the last we saw of him after Rollins confronted him again backstage. So I don't know what to think of this. Like, if he is, if this is the way to write him off, then Robert, you said last week's uh, Rollins is very much a guy that's been kind of unmoored here, floating uh, a little aimlessly, and that maybe that's why he's continuing this in this feud. Uh, but at the same time, I, uh, and Stephen Chambers wondering if we could see us in a Hell in a Cell match. Suddenly, they're heating this thing up so that it, at least it it would make some sense, rather than trying to like cram something that's not really personal into a Hell in a Cell match, as they tend to do sometimes. This is suddenly becoming a heated feud because Rollins is like trying to end this man's career at this point. Uh, so I could see it. I think that'd be that'd be fun, um, better than just another singles match. We've seen that at least twice now. Right now, I'm thinking he's hurt, yeah. but if he can go. These two in a Hell in a Cell, it's look all Hell in a Cell matches at this point are like you're playing the video game and you're just like <laughs> I don't know, but these two and then it's like okay, they're not a Hell in a Cell feud, they're not Hell in a Cell competitors, but they'll have a fun match. Cesaro can swing them into the cage. That'll be fun, right? Yeah, you know. Well, I can see. We'll it. see. Uh, I I hope he's not hurt. Uh, obviously, if if slash when any. Details come out and are, are accurate. Uh, we'll have those uh, those details for you here at, at Russell's Zone, and just I'm very hopeful that that's not the case because again, that'd be very unfortunate. Uh, one last little thing to cover here, nothing much to it. Baby Champ arrived in style, holding some gold, technically some steel, uh, along with Daddy Ray, the Baby Champ, and Daddy Ray, the Mysterios, the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, uh, defeated the Dirty Dogs in a rematch. And that was it. Robert Roode got pinned by Dominic again, and I feel like we're gonna see this match probably another like three times, and that's. I fine. hope not. God, I hope not. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, I did. I did like Rude's line where he said that, like, you know, uh, it's not uh, bring your son to work day or something like that. To I thought that was funny. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm already sitting here like, hey, these are good matches, but I'm ready to move on. Um, I'm ready to move on too. If only there were more tag teams. Exact same thing with the women's tag team division. Like that, this is the ongoing It's almost like problem. this company doesn't like tag teams. No, you don't say. Oh. Who would have thought? Um, no, that's that's just very. I'm glad Baby Champ didn't stick. By the way, I'm, I'm... good, good. I think to me, I know the match on, at the pay per view was a little divisive. Uh, to me, I'm going into the pay per view really hating Baby Champ, really down on this match. Even though, like before the the Baby Champ incident, I was excited about the idea of the Mysterious winning. And then they brought me back on Sunday. I was like, I like the story. You know, Dominic comes out. It was a little cliche. It was a little, you know, trope, you know, trope based and whatever. I thought they, they told it well. Greg was dressed as Batman, a real life superhero. And the, the nerd in me loved that. I thought that was cool. Uh, Dominic should have dressed as Robin, but he didn't. And that's fine. Um, I thought that was fine. And so, yes, Baby Champ did not stick. And, you know, kudos to them because that's something that very well could have like haunted uh, Dominic for the rest of his career. Uh, yeah. thankfully, thankfully, people have already seemed to forget, but uh, we'll see what happens with the, you know, the, the Wolverine Mysterios going forward here. But for rating SmackDown, Robert, what did you think for tonight? Scale of one to ten? Uh, seven and a half. Like, Aleister Black is good. Any development with the Samoans is good. I'm excited for next week stuff with, you know, you got the Usos and the Street Profits who. Which, as long as that's an actual match and they don't swerve, should be a very good match. Yeah. And, you know, slow in plotting, but we just came off a pay per view, so I can't say I expected too much else. That's fair. And, you know, you said 7.5, Stephen Chambers 7.5, Michael Kemp with a 9. He's made, he shared a couple comments. Uh, by the way, good main event, too. Like, they. Yeah. Oh, what else we didn't talk about that. Oh my gosh! Yes, Apollo Cruz. We, we well, we talked about the ending, but no, that was a great match. Apollo Cruz retained the IC title in a fatal four-way. Great match. These all four men went out there. Biggie suplexed uh, Sami Zayn and Apollo at the same time. Biggie did his crazy apron spear. He himself <laughs> like it. Very concerning. <laughs> They've got to start being like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just do it when there's people and when it's WrestleMania, please. Like, stop doing this in front of nobody. Thank well, we you. Re- we respect you for doing it for nobody because you know he's doing it to entertain the people, and that's that's very admirable. But it was a great match. Apollo won. I saw a comment wondering how long he might keep the title. Could be a little while here. I mean, another at least another month or two. I mean, like we were talking about for weeks. I've not been the biggest fan of this gimmick, but it's getting him on TV. He's making it work as best he can, and he's, he has this run as IC champion. Uh, I think this match was his, obviously his biggest test. He got through this, so I would think that uh, you know he will hold the title for a little bit. I'll give the show like a seven point seven, like an eight feels a little too generous because I I was a little down on some of the repetitive stuff, uh, but it was really good. Like I really want to give it like an eight, but just like. Don't feel quite right doing that, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It's a very good Listen, show. We're not telling you it's four. Like it was a good show. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to be too too positive on a show that I was at least a little down on. Though nine point five from front of the show, Laura Rock. Six point six from DJ Cassier. Seven point five from Stephen Chambers. Uh, we'll talk about fans returning uh, a little bit, but I like this comment from DJ Cassier saying WWE needs to do what Impact and AW is doing, bringing up and uh, New Japan AW developmental talent. Um, with New Japan Impact and AW using New Japan stars, maybe W can bring up Ring of Honor talent. I mean, hey, you're talking to the the resident Ring of Honor guy, and uh, for WrestleZone, I do the Ring of Honor coverage. 
Maybe, maybe I, WWE can bring Ring of Honor talent. I they, mean, it's, it's worth noting they did have the. There's been that report about MLW and the potential something there. They maybe. still, I think they own some kind of the evolved name. Yeah, so that's that's something. Uh, can they bring up RH talent? Um, sure. They could. They could. Uh, I mean, you know. a lot, lots that could happen. John Gresham would be one that I'd like to see if we're just living in a hypothetical world. Uh, Matt Taven would be fun. Bennett would be giving another chance, would be interesting. And the issue with Ring of Honor right now is there's not a lot of like, oh man, this guy really stands out. Like Brody King, John Gresham, and for me, like that would mostly be it. I, Dan Housen as well, because Dan Housen's fun. Dan Housen's great. But uh, Bandito, and they've got a lot of great luchadors. Uh, uh, Bandito. I, 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 there was a bidding war for Bandito like a few years ago when AEW was first starting up. And I can't say I'm all too disappointed with where he ended up, except for like maybe a match with Ray Phoenix. Like, That'd be cool. I don't know if I want to see him under the WWE umbrella, considering they have Grand Metalik, who's one of the greatest luchadors ever, and they're just like, I don't know, main event? Yep, exactly. That's the thing. And so that's what I was just going to say. As soon as I said Bandito, they've got Benito, Flamita, Rayoris, a lot of talented guys. But yeah, you got Lucha House Party, and I'm like, I don't feel very optimistic that they would do right by Bandito. So I don't know. I think it's an interesting idea, especially the Ring Round of Fan in me. I, I, I like it. Um, and then, Kenny and Shawn Michaels King, uh, if that is still the name he's using. Um, I like him. I've liked him for years. I don't know how he never got up to WWE. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I'll say more just in a general sense. I think WWE would benefit from more of a spirit of collaboration. And we've seen them collaborate with plenty of people. Uh, or so I should say promotions in, in some general senses. Um but I don't know if I like. I feel like we're a long ways off from this forbidden door uh, philosophy coming to WWE like that. Uh, I mean, well, Jericho did a podcast, guys, but that's that's a completely yeah. different animal. Yeah, like, you know, this is talking about like using wrestlers on your show, and then WWE tends to be kind of kind of set in in a certain philosophy in that regard. Do you want to shout out this count from Nando? Yes, Ring of Honor does have a good roster. You damn right. I say that every every week on the Recap of Honor right. podcast. You gotta gotta watch the show. It's one hour, one literally one third, not less than a third of Raw. There's no reason not to. It's free. Uh, I'll say this: Vincent is a character that I think could have a lot of fun and go a lot of places on WWE's roster, especially in like an NXT with a carrying cross. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but they got a, they got a great roster, and yeah, whether even put the WWE any any tie there to the side, like. They're doing great on their own, and they're. I think they're going like they're getting even better and better. Uh, and now, you know, as a segue, Ring of Honor is bringing back live fans this summer for the Best in the World pay per view in July. And it just so happens that literally the next week, WWE will be going right. Yeah, I think that that next Friday, I think uh, the seventeenth ish, uh, WWE will be bringing back live fans for a return of touring. WWE going back on the road here. Uh, this is big, big, big news. Um, and my my first reaction, I and mean, I should say it's it's a SmackDown, and then it's Money in the Bank, and then it's Raw, and then they're going to keep announcing dates as we go here. Uh, but uh, as we've said before, uh, WWE President Nick Khan had said when they go back on the road, it's going to be 
for good. Like, uh, you know, they're going to go get back to it. Uh, my first thought was just that, you know, we've been, I'll say for myself, I've been so conditioned into this Thunderdome era that it's going to be such like a, a trip. You know, I know we had WrestleMania. I know we have AEW with limited capacity and thankfully we'll have a double or nothing. And, and AEW is going to getting back on the road as well, uh, you know, soon. But for me, strictly for WWE, it's going to be so crazy to like be back to normal. Right, Robert? So I think we need to really digest and understand that first week of July, AEW goes back on the road. We don't know at this point if the shows Beyond Double or Nothing at Dailies are going to have full crowds. First week of July, they're going back on the road. The week, the that weekend, MLW welcomes fans back to the 2300 arena. That yeah. following week, WWE begins touring on the 16th. That Saturday is Slammiversary. I gotta believe they might have people there. At 18, um, Helen sells also, uh, not Helen sells, Money in the Bank is on the 18th. Then you've got Ring of Honor. Like, we're back in July. Like, all this stuff is back in full force. So that's going to be an amazing month in terms of the stretch of shows and the importance of people coming back. Uh, Stephen Chambers wants to know any word when NXT will be back on the road. Right now, the report said NXT will remain at CWC. NXT house shows in Florida? They could be back anytime soon. It's an exciting time to be a fan again because, hey, people are going to want to start going out to events. Uh, you know, friend of the show, Redding Fierro, is like, maybe I go to SummerSlam. Friend of, you know, you got people wanting already to get back out there. I think John Clark said, basically, I'll see John's you in Fort Worth. John's already going. <laughs> I'll gone. see you in Fort Worth for money in the bank. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, John Clark's on it. These people are on it. And everybody's so excited it seems like the country's all but gotten back to normal or at least as close as we've seen in a year so yeah. it's it's definitely definitely an exciting time yeah i i i, I hope it works you know i hope that no, that's well said <laughs> I, I i just i'm that's that's how I, I come at these things like i'm more i just it's it's because it's just so it feels so crazy. Just like there was something just like, boom, you know, we're, we're back to normal here. As quickly as it all went away, it's all coming back. You know, and I, I'm, I'm very happy for that. If, if these events are done safely and, you know, people can go to these events and enjoy the show. And I, I obviously wrestling is meant to be with fans and it's great. And then you think of, you know, sporting events and just life in general. It's great. Uh, I just I, I do sincerely hope that these things are done safely and and everybody makes good choices and all, all that good stuff. Uh, but for me, at, at least yeah, as a WWE fan, that is great, right? That you know, getting back on the road here, uh, Money in the Bank will be very special. Those those first few shows will be great. Then you got SummerSlam, uh, and then yeah, then, then we're kind of hitting the ground running and and you know, getting back to it. So that it's it is a very exciting time and. I, I say, you know, we're talking about SmackDown here. I say that as, as a WWE fan, but then yes, Ring of Honor, uh, MLW, AEW, uh, everybody seemingly kind of getting up, uh, getting back to it here. Um, so, and so it is going to be a very, you know, uh, re a refreshing summer in that sense, you know, and this return to 
just some sense of normalcy. So that is a very uh, uh, encouraging and, you know, you know, a feel good thing. I, I, that is something that's something to hold on to. So, you know, until we get there, uh, we still got a good amount of time. So, uh, and we'll, we'll help you bridge that gap here at WrestleZone. Robert, you and I do this show on Friday nights, although we might have to move it to Saturdays because AEW is. It's pretty much like we're probably going to move to Saturdays when they start doing Rampage. Yeah. Well, I mean, next week they're doing AEW on Friday night for Friday night dynamite to the uh, NBA playoffs. So, at the very least, you know, temporarily we're back on uh, Saturdays for next week. Uh, probably moving to Saturdays for once Rampage comes around on uh, in, in August. Uh, so we will obviously once that's official, we'll keep you posted. But uh, Robert, you and I cover SmackDown. John Clark and I cover both Monday Night Raw and NXT on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, the Dynamite Dudes of Attitude do a uh, AW coverage and they also do uh, WCW rewritten. Make sure to check that out on Facebook and stuff. Uh, constantly a, a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Uh, too many, too many to even name. I, 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 I interviewed Roxy, the pro, the prodigy, and 19 year old wrestling star Ring of Honor earlier this week. <laughs> a very, very amazing story. Uh, Constantly, just so, so many great things coming at you guys all the time. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Eric Rowan uh, or Eric Redbeard and Darren uh, Darren Young or Fred Rouser, big uh, former WWE names. Great stuff. Gotta check, gotta check it out, whether it's on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you and we thank you for listening. Uh, Robert, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, you know the deal. Follow me on Twitter everywhere at Dude Felice. And yeah, we'll see you guys here next Saturday. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everybody.